Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Are you in a crazy-making relationship? Feel anxious, angry, and unsafe? Welcome to Save Your Sanity. Insight, skills, strategies, and inspiration for emerging empowered from toxic relationships and breaking the bonds of emotional abuse. Keep listening. We'll figure a few things out. Intimidation. No one wants to be intimidated. No one deserves to be intimidated. And yet, we can find ourselves in a relationship with someone, one of those people I call hijackals, maybe, who is bound and determined to get their power from making you, or hopefully making you feel intimidated. In this episode, I want to talk about ways this intimidation shows up and what you can do to take a stronger stance against it so that you're not always feeling as though something is about to happen to you. And that's an important step. So let's talk about that. You know, I think about people, hijackals, all hijackals, as predators. They're looking for somebody to bite. They're looking for someone to hurt. They're looking for someone to control. They're looking for someone to intimidate. So they are all predators. Um, But until you stop seeing yourself as prey, things don't change quickly. So let this be the day that you see that you are allowing yourself, and that's not blame, it's just a different perspective, that you're allowing yourself to see yourself as prey. <clears throat> Therefore, you're paying much more attention to the hijackal, the narcissist, the difficult person, than you are to yourself in the equation. So you're focused on what are they going to do next? What are they going to say? How am I going to get away from them? But there is another way, which is to stand as tall and say, hmm, I can stand up straight. I don't have to. I don't have to believe what's being said to me. I don't have to go along with it. I don't have to not only go along with it or agree with it or repeat it or choose it as my future, I can do different things. So um, narcissists are emotionally, verbally, spiritually, sexually, financially, um, physically intimidating so they can keep their prey on edge. They just want you to be on edge, always concerned about them, always worried that you're not going to be good enough, you're not going to get, you're not going to get it right, and therefore they can intimidate you just sometimes by a look. 
right? You've probably experienced that, especially when you're out in company. And that's a tough one, you know, so you want to notice that they have these ways of controlling you, these ways of intimidating you to control your behaviors, to control your movements, to make it difficult uh, to refuse their demands, because that's a big one for them, right? They really want you to accept their demands and do what they're demanding. And they want you to, uh, don't want you to stand up for yourself. They want to make it so that you feel you can't. And when you're super focused on what they're up to, what they're saying, you can't step back and ask yourself, is that accurate? Is that okay? Do I go along with that? You know, and you get in a pattern of that. Because after all, and after a while, it just seems so difficult, so time-consuming, so exhausting that you finally just kind of go with it. So in this episode, I'm here to suggest let's have another go and not going with it. Let's start to look at being unwilling to be intimidated by these creatures. And if they really are predators, you don't want to be their prey. You don't want to be easy pickings for them. So you need some strategies, need some things to do. So you might want to be able to refuse the intimation, uh, the, yes, the, uh, the intimidation. You might want to just be able to, hmm, that's intimidation. No thanks. Um, and that be the script that's running inside you as opposed to what are they going to say next? You know, are they going to hurt me? And when you can get yourself back to center in that way, that's a big advantage. A big advantage when you can stop focusing on them and start focusing on, on you and what you see. And you want to feel stronger in the face of intimidation. I'm sure you do. I haven't met anyone who had, who doesn't feel scary. Yes, it can feel scary when you first start to do it, but it's worth doing, absolutely worth doing. And that's when it becomes important because they will intimidate you. And I'm going to give you a list right now, but I've done a video on almost everything in my list. So if there's something that you need to know more, just go and look for the video uh, that's there. But they may intimidate you by gaslighting. And you know what that is. That's when they want to tell you what your reality is. And they have no right to do that. Or by blame shifting. You say to them, you know, I felt this way when you did that. And they say, I didn't do that. You did it. And they shift the blame back to you all the time. Or they threaten you in many, many ways we're going to discuss. Or they guilt trip you constantly with guilt tripping. 
because that's an easy way to keep you on edge. And, you know, I have a strong belief that guilt is never meant to be a feeling. Guilt is a verdict. Guilt is, I did it or I didn't do it. But guilty was never meant to be a feeling so that you can feel less than all day long. Think about that a little bit. You did something, own it, clean it up, don't do it again. But don't feel guilty because that's someone else endeavoring to push your buttons to have you feel less than most of the time. Another way they intimidate you is by surveillance. So that's the blowing up your phone. Now, I did a whole episode on that about two months ago, and I noticed that fewer people than usual were interested in it, but it has a lot of good tips on how to get the hijackle to stop blowing up your phone. So go and listen to that episode on Is a Narcissist Blowing Up Your Phone? Because you need to have that stop. That's a form of surveillance, and they think they are entitled to it, they're not. They're not. And they don't need to know where you are all day. That just makes you crazy, makes you anxious, and definitely intimidated because you start to think you can't go anywhere, nor should you go anywhere, because someone may question where you went. And that's not a good beginning either. So surveillance is intimidating, and degradation is intimidating, where they're always telling you that you're not good enough. No matter what it is, they will find a way to make it so that you're not good enough and take all the joy of living right away. Or another thing is they'll isolate you. They'll intimidate you and isolate you so there's no other adults around no other adults in the home, then they won't go anywhere where there are adults who are related to you. And then you see intimidation. Another thing they'll do is this withholding. It's similar to what they do when they do the silent treatment. They just don't talk to you. That's obvious. I mean, I, I think everyone on the podcast has heard me say that Silent treatment is a wonderful gift. It's a respite from having to hear them talk. So just enjoy the silent treatment. If they've got you hooked into the silent treatment being your cue to beg them to talk to you, your cue to promise to be different, your cue to apologize for things you haven't even done, then we've got work to do because you have been too much in this pattern you don't want to be in that pattern anymore and they will withhold their attention and withhold information and that can be intimidating and a criticism of course they're predators so they're going to criticize and pick at you and tell you how they can harm you and threaten to harm you and threaten you and your children, or to hurt you, 
or your children or take the children and leave. And it goes on all the time. I know you know what I'm talking about because it's just always in the blueprint of life with a hijackle. And if you're not familiar with my term hijackle, it's because I made it, trademarked it because I felt we needed a term that took away the classical psychological diagnostic terms and gave us a, an opportunity to talk about people with a certain set of pattern traits or cycles. So a hijackle is a person who hijacks a relationship for their own needs and purposes and then relentlessly scavenges it for power, status, and control. And you would know that there's a good deal of intimidation going on in there. So uh, they'll threaten you by giving you no money. They'll threaten you by uh, uh, throwing you out of the home. They'll threaten you by removing any good name you have and doing a smear campaign to tell people how awful you are. That often is one that's used by people who the hijackal values in a church or community setting. They will begin to break you down in front of other people and you'll find yourself really uh, lonely. You can find yourself very lonely to something that they do and they will threaten you by removing any good from your reputation. But <clears throat> they'll even they'll even have their flying monkeys do a, not only a smear campaign, but triangulate. They'll get their flying monkeys. The flying monkeys are the people who are loyal to the hijackals because they're afraid the hijackal will turn on them. And so <laughs> they, they continue to be loyal to the hijackal. You probably have some of those around. Don't talk to flying monkeys, okay? If you need a first step in everything, stop talking to flying monkeys. Flying monkeys are a direct link back to the hijackal. So if you are hoping that you're going to get a flying monkey on your side to help you, no, the flying monkey is going to go flying right back to the hijackal and give them valuable information they can weaponize about you. So don't talk to flying monkeys if you can help it. And when I say don't talk, I don't mean fall silent. I mean, just don't say anything that has any meaning. Talk about the weather. Talk about the stock market. Talk about an upcoming holiday. But don't talk about the person or the relationship. Just refuse. And each time someone picks it up and wants to start that conversation, you deflect it so that you are not going to have that happening that is being added to on your watch. 
So back to this intimidation piece now. There's so much to talk to you about. Just so much. There's so many little pieces. There's underlying pieces. There's refined pieces. Of course, there's the overt stuff. But there's so much to talk about. I hope that we get it all done someday. So the hijackle threatens to destroy things. And there is a piece of intimidation for sure. They threaten to burn the house down. They threaten to take things to the dump. They threaten to give things away. They threaten to destroy. You know, I caught an episode of, um, what was it, Divorce Court, an old episode the other day. And there were three episodes in one. And of the two, it seemed that the, the battle of choice was who could bleach whose clothes. You know, when you got angry, you poured bleach on your partner's clothes. You threatened to do it, and then you would do it. I mean, really dealing with some very low forms of interaction here. But this is the kind of intimidating thing that will happen. Well, I'll bleach your clothes. I'll slash your tires. I'll make it so your car doesn't run. You know, whatever. So this intimidation becomes a big deal. One of the things that hijackals will do is they will threaten to commit suicide. And... This is a big arena to talk about. And I think I'm going to save it for an episode all by itself. But if you happen to be with a hijackal who threatens suicide, that would probably be a more covert hijackal. Uh, the kind that says, you know, nobody loves me. Nobody takes care of me. Nobody cares what I want. They will threaten suicide in a direct appeal to have you do what they want you to do. But an overt narcissist will also threaten suicide in a very grandiose way because they believe you will believe them and you wouldn't want that on your conscience. Now, my practice is last... 35 years or so, I haven't had only one who actually committed suicide out of all the ones who threatened to, only one, and he didn't do it until he killed his ex-wife and then turned the gun on himself. So all the times he said he was going to commit suicide, He didn't, but the day that he did do it, he'd been divorced for five years. And he walked into her office, shot her and shot himself. So it does happen, but it doesn't happen anywhere near the number of times that it's threatened. And these are things you need to know because these threats, they 
in the moment when you're feeling aroused, when you're feeling afraid, when you're feeling anxious. Um, that's the arousal I meant, the anxious arousal. <clears throat> you're not at your best thinking. So you're thinking, they might do that. That might happen. And that would be terrible. It would be really hard to, hard to have on my mind, have on my heart, know that I caused it, think I caused it. And they know that, of course. But they very rarely do it. You know, but the answer to it, uh, I juggle who says threatening to kill themselves is, you know, uh, I'd be very sorry if you did that, but you are you are a fully functioning adult, and I know that there's nothing that I can do to stop you. See, when you start to, to remove things into, and I'm going to talk about this more in this episode, when you start to move things into that quieter place, that it isn't, oh, it's terrible, oh, we've got to stop this, and we go running over, and it's no longer equal, um, we lose the ability to have any control in the relationship of ourselves. So we want to be able to stay calmer in the relationship than perhaps you have been. And that that's really helpful to know because the uh, ability to stay calmer means that you will keep your neurons firing in the right way. You know, when you are calm, you can keep your brain calm and you can think rationally. When you're not calm, when you're anxious or afraid or upset or intimidated, then you might think that certain things have more value than they do or that they're more true than they actually are. So you want to watch for that. You know, another thing hijackers do makes use threats as a manipulative tactic to keep you under their control. So they'll say things like, I'll ruin your life. When someone says that to you, you think, oh, that would be awful. I don't want anyone ruining my life. Well, what they do, and you go down that side of the thought process. But what if you went to, how could they? What would they do? How, what have I ever done that people would believe? How are, how would you ruin my life? And you even ask that question. How would you do that? Um, they're happy to usually tell you because they feel so superior to you. So we start to begin to see that intimidation has ways that we can stand beside it, not against it, not fighting it, but stand beside it and allow ourselves to be as big as the person who is throwing out the threats. And that's the beginning point we want to be. They want us to think we're smaller 
that we are far less able and they have far more control. We don't want to argue with them over that. You know my philosophy, never poke a hijackle. Uh, but you can get to a place where you can sort of see it and match it, if you like. But, oh, I'm being threatened. What stance do I need to take to do something about that? That's huge progress for most people. Very, very important. So, I juggle may say to you, you'll regret it if you ever mess with me. You'll regret it if you ever cross me. Okay, here we come with the threats again. I don't know if I'll, I'll regret it if I ever cross you. But I don't have to respond to it. The answer might be, I might. It's possible. You know, but don't, don't poke the hijackle. Don't make them angrier. Don't diminish them. You know, a hijackle hates to be diminished. So, and just like with sexual uh, child predators, you know, the kind that we've heard about so much where, you know, some aberrant adult is messing with a child and saying, threatening them with, don't you tell, don't you tell anyone. Uh, adult hijackle predators want to do the same thing. Like, don't you tell anybody, you know, because I really will do it. If you let anyone know, if you tell anybody at all, I really will do it. And I will make sure everybody knows it's your fault. Now, that's something uh, <clears throat> that you have to be super aware of because they want, they want it to become a family secret, just like telling a little child, you know, don't tell anybody I come to your bed and do things I ought not to be doing. A hijacker will come to you and threaten the whole family if you tell on them. We had that happen. If you turn me in, if you do that. Now, I haven't said much about the police, but I want to because we underuse the police in the sense of people who have or in relationship with hijackals. That's my opinion. Because the dynamic that's created when you're with a hijackal is that you become afraid of them and you don't want them to know how afraid you are of them and you may be dependent on them for eating or a roof over your head or keeping your children so I understand that completely however it is important that if they threaten you if a hijackal threatens you in some physical way like burning the house down, cutting you up in small pieces and taking you out in a suitcase, um, and taking the children out somewhere where they would be completely lost and leaving them there. These are real things, and it's important 
not only for those children, but for you. Because you might think, oh, well, I would put all the effort into the children, but I wouldn't do it for myself. And that's where you get to know that you have been truly taken in by the hijackal. But police need records. And the only person who's likely to give them a record of your hijackal is you. You don't use it as a game. You use it when things are real. Now also, wherever you are in the world, know that I can only talk about the United States right now, but in every state, make sure that you know if you're in a one-person or a two-person consent state. One-person consent state, people in that state can record another person that they're in conversation with without the other person's consent because you're part of the conversation. Now, there are a few states in the United States, sadly for me and many of my clients, California is one of them, where it's a two-party consent state. So both people have to know and agree to be uh, recorded. But know what yours is so that you can record, if possible, everything that's going on. And there are these wonderful little voice-activated recorders that can go in an upper pocket or tucked in somewhere that will just turn on automatically and record everything. And then you can download the pieces that are useful. <laughs> and use this. Use this. Because you know that a hijackle will intimidate you and then they will say they didn't do it. And you need some record of that. Now, never divulge that you are recording a hijackle when you're in a one-party consent state. Because then all it's going to be about is being recorded. And so keep it a secret. Do it for your own safety. Do it for your children's safety. But do it. Because this is a requirement. When you are intimidated, you are not meant to be intimidated. It's not part of the program of being a healthy human on this planet. is to have someone intimidating you or your children. And you're the one who knows about it. And if you get a little backup info, you can be the one who does something about it. And that would be really worthwhile, right? And then when you start responding to the hijackle, use my personal weather report technique because then we're not going to have any blame or shame or guilt. It is going to give you the opportunity and the skill and strategy to be able to say what is so without ascribing blame. And you can learn all about that either in my book, Kaizen for Couples, or I made a free page at personalweatherreport.com. 
So while we're talking about things uh, that I have for you, you can also go to relationshipprograms.com and find many uh, courses that I have done for you, uh, many journals, lots of things there at relationshipprograms.com. That's programs with an S. So that's important for you to know. Lots of things there for you. Now let's finish this up. Uh, you don't want to fight with intimidation. That's why you want to use the personal weather report. So you're speaking from what you know, what you feel, what you've learned, what you want. You're speaking just about you. And it's very effective. And as you master it, it becomes more effective. Your anxiety level goes down and your ability to assert yourself goes up. And these are important things. Um, now, when the hijackal pronounces the threat, next thing is to get yourself calm enough to act as though you don't care about the threat. You're highly unlikely to do it. But you need to not immediately jump into high gear and be like, a, you know, a, something you just put on a hot griddle, popping and running and locking. Because they that's what they're looking for. They're looking for that. They want that, uh, that response. Oh, no, oh, no, no. And therefore, they feel like they've got you again. They have intimidated you again. But if you can act like it would be unlikely, I don't think that that would happen. Knowing you as I do, I can't see the, the cruelty in that. Or I know that you care about the children. You can affirm something like that. And when you start just speaking up in the affirmative, using the personal weather report, you will feel a lot stronger. You will feel a lot better. And that is important. So back to the point that started this. You need to be knowing when to call the police. If he threatens or she threatens or they threaten anybody with bodily injury or bodily injury occurs, or something is thrown, right? This is when you call the police. And I hope everybody knows on your smartphones that you just need to squeeze the phone and that'll give you right to 911. So you don't have to worry about finding it. Check your phones out to find how to very quickly get 911 call just from your phone almost automatically. So uh, when you start to stand up and listen to what's happening rather than stand up and get afraid of what's happening, you go in a better direction. It may take you a little practice, but it will happen. And that would be a positive. Right? 
so that you can simply answer with a, a, a valid but not fearful response. And that will change the dynamic. You know the hijacker will notice if you're no longer coming across as afraid of them. Right? And so you just turn that in to your stance slowly over time so that they get to know you're not. Another thing that you can say to them that is very unnerving to them is, I know my truth. I know what happened. And no amount of hearing it differently changes this. And when you're strong in that way, that begins to gnaw at them and their, their ability to uh, intimidate you. So you want to be able to say things like that. You know, I know my truth. And I know that's not how it happened in my world. Or that's not what was said in the conversation I took part in. You never make them wrong. You never tell them they're lying. You never, never, never tell them they're a narcissist. Never tell them they're a hijackal. Talk about yourself. I truly do not remember that being part of the conversation. And then you just have a little more strength, and a little more strength. And when you repeat that in different conversations, you can make them crumble. They, they don't know what to do. They're used to being bullies, and you suggest that they don't have to be. So act like you no longer care, and not in a way that puts them down, just act as though you don't care. Act as though, you know, I don't like asparagus anymore. Act like that, you know. Like it's not important to me. I know it's not important to you whether or not I like asparagus. But I don't like asparagus anymore. So I don't know why we're talking about asparagus. And you start moving into places where you can have more calm time, more downtime more affirming time of yourself and less concern for the intimation that, or the intimidation rather, that the hijackal would like to, uh, to uh, be floating. And see yourselves as separate. Don't see yourself as part of a duo who does this routine. Start seeing yourself as a separate person who no longer needs to be part of all of that, no longer needs to be operating in that way. And observe that you're giving their story and their pronouncement of threat too much weight for what it's worth. Look at it each time. See if it's police-worthy. Be very sure of that. Don't wait. If there's a threat, anybody's bodily harm, physical harm, any any harm at all, don't wait. Call. You want a police record? Um, but be sure that you're willing to do that 
and you know, narcissists definitely hijackals use intimidation so you'll fear them and conform to their demands out of fear and you can change that I'm going to give you a few ways and then I'm going to scoot out of here this has already been a long episode so I'll just go over a few one don't give them too much attention and don't give them attention while they're threatening you just be busy stop this is a big one stop showing them empathy if they don't have empathy but you do and they count on you showering it on them being concerned about how they feel concerned about how they want concerned about their past concerned about what is going on with them reduce the amount of empathy you show them don't care so much and don't show that you care so much because then they're playing into that and that's an important piece of advice don't do it just be caring about you and your children and behave confidently even if you don't feel it you know just be confident in that i know i didn't say anything like that so i don't know where that piece of conversation came from you can learn to say that confidently the first couple of times it may feel like ooh big deal i'm talking back to the teacher but really you're a human you have rights one of your rights is to say what you think and feel and need and want and as long as you're not blaming anybody else and you're using the personal weather report you have the right to do that you have the right to speak up and say so you know no i don't agree no i don't remember it that way uh, no i wouldn't do that I mean, you're you're telling me i did that but i wouldn't do that i know myself you know you don't argue with them you don't raise your voice none of these things are done with a raised voice you just say no i know i didn't do that and then withdraw your attention from them when they get into their intimidation they're starting to get wound up and fuzzy and <laughs> blamey and angry and all the things they do get less interested in them you know watch tv read a book go play with the kids do something just withdraw from them and then go to that b rock that gray rock kind of place that you don't ignore them because that never works but you can certainly answer them with things that have no depth at all you know the gray rock is i love i love his his idea that be as interesting as a gray rock by the side of the road in the way that you respond but if someone someone decides to intimidate you and say something awful and you respond like gray rock and say oh 
I never thought of that. Maybe I'll think about that next week. And then you just continue on. It aroused no emotion in you. It aroused no fear. It aroused no concern. Then the hijackal knows something's up. They're not going my way. So do these things. And be, be willing to go that extra bit. Do that extra thing that will allow you to add a layer of, I am not going to be intimidated. I have no need to be intimidated. Maybe I recognize I'm in a pattern where I've allowed myself to be intimidated. And I am I'm going to check that pattern now, and I'm going to replace it with some personal weather report style messages that will keep things neutral, but will not allow me to be blamed or <clears throat> overrun or overly anxious. So I hope these ideas have offered something to you and that you can see that maybe this taking these to heart and doing these changes that I've suggested could help you reduce any any uh, intimidation that is coming your way that is time to be free of. It does take time and it does take activity that is change the activity, change your response, change the way you respond, and then you can break through some patterns that will really help. And then, of course, everything that helps, helps you decide if you're staying or going. So try them, see how that works. And until we speak again, take very good care of yourself because you're precious and you matter. Talk soon. Thank you for joining me on the Save Your Sanity podcast today. I hope you've had some insights, ideas, and strategies to help you gain clarity and confidence for moving forward toward greater emotional health and safety. You deserve that, and so do your children. If you found value here and would like to support this podcast with $1 or $5 each month, please do so at patreon.com slash saveyoursanity. Also, learn more about how to work with me by a video conference, join my Emerging Empowered community, subscribe to this podcast, find my books, all by visiting EmergingEmpowered.com. Talk soon.